This is New Thoughts for Actors and Filmmakers, where we discuss overcoming fear and self-doubt and help to build in those resources to physically, mentally, and emotionally be at your best, no matter what side of the camera you may be on. My name is Nathan Gist. Thank you so much for joining us for episode two. This is Embracing Your Desire to Create, the joyful approach to acting, directing, writing, and producing. I'm Jim Clock. All right, so to get us started, you know, people are working through things, trying to figure things out, and all of a sudden, okay, the joy, I've lost the joy. <laughs> I got to do another stinking audition. I got to go to this place, or, or the story's just kind of been stuck inside of me for so long, and I haven't done anything with it. How do you get back to the joyful place? Well, I think it starts with understanding that actors act, writers write, directors direct, producers produce, and everyone else just kind of talks about it. So you're, you are winning by doing, and you have to embrace that as an actor. By auditioning, you are acting. By reading plays, you are acting. Don Cheadle talks about that in this great interview. He says, don't wait to get a job. If you, if you want to be an actor, don't wait to get a job to act because you'll be waiting longer than you are acting. He said, get a group of friends around your house, read plays, do improv, join a class, memorize monologues. Uh, don't wait for auditions to practice self-taping. Those are things you can do on a daily, weekly basis as an actor. If you're a writer, and a lot of times what happens is I meet writers who they've written one script and they spend the next 10 years trying to find money for that script. Mm. Yeah. And what you really should do is, because finding money is almost another, it really is another part of producing and, and, and being a filmmaker. But what you should do is when you get a script in a great place and you're ready to go out with that, keep writing. Because that script might have been nothing more than to get you to your second or third script, which ends up being the one that Clint Eastwood buys and shoots, right? Mm. Same thing with directors. Don't wait for the money to come in and someone to hire the crew for you to show up and get to direct. Direct every day. Mm. Every day direct. And people say, well, how do you do it? Most of directing is not directing actors. That's a small percentage. It's prep. It's breaking down scenes. It's knowing actors so uh, when you see them and you are casting your, your project, right? And producing is the same thing. People want to be a producer. You can produce today. You can write a project. You can uh, hire your friends. You can have other people in your community. You can shoot one-minute sketch comedies. And you can produce that. You can produce plays. You can produce an improv night at your house. Say, well, that's, that's just having friends over. Nope, it's all mental. It's yeah, the mental well approach, said. you know? I'm going to prepare this as a improv production. The actual way you produce, okay, between a short film or a sketch comedy and a feature film is just time. The that's principles brilliant. stay like the that. same. Yeah. I like that. Because again, what do we think? I got to, I got to, I got to arrive before I arrive, right? And so to be able to have that approach is fantastic. Where again, do what you have where you are, uh, and especially what you said too. If you call yourself a writer, you want to be a writer. You got to write. It's not waiting until you get that book contract when you haven't written page one. You and I had coffee with a friend on a Saturday, like at four o'clock, and Monday morning at ten o'clock, you sent me two really good sketch episodes mm. of a character. I mean, that, that's just one example. Saturday at 4 o'clock, we're talking about fun ideas that could be fun to shoot. And at 10 a.m. on Monday, so less than 48 hours, you <laughs> sent me two five-page, really well-developed, well-written sketch comedy episodes with good characters that you can shoot. 
They're they're very simple too. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I got so excited about it. And even when I woke up in the morning, I was like, oh, what about this? And what if I said that? And <laughs> it, it, I, I do understand, you know, I make, make sure I, when I'm talking to you about that opportunity of making it a point today to do something creative, if you are, if you are a creative person, whether you're an actor, director, producer, writer, make it a point every day to do something creative. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the things that we're up against, okay, is when people tell us we have to wait. Well, you, you really can't direct until we get all of the perfect things in place. Well, well what, what's the perfect things? Like right. what I would ask you is if you're a young actor or director and, and you have your heart says, I want, I want to do this so badly, I, I, can't, I can't breathe. Yet, every time someone tells you, well, you need to go to school mm. and you got to go get a master's and then you're going to have to go be a PA on 10 films before you can direct. Mm. How do you counter that mentally? How, what would you say to someone to say, well, that's one way. That's a good point. I mean, it is. That's that's one way. But, you know, we've heard so many stories and we'll use the Hollywood stories <laughs> where all of a sudden there's something that's different. Um, and, and I started thinking, too, even when you were talking about how, you know, what do you do in those moments? It's like if we think about, uh, let's say, a major major league sports team, whatever it might be. I mean, those players are practicing every day, right? They're eating the certain diet. They're exercising. They're doing mental training. They're doing all these things to get into the game. We would not expect them to sit around on a couch for a month to go play in the Super Bowl. It just doesn't work that way. It has to be this continuation of the skill. And so even in that, in that scenario that you're talking about, do the little things that add to it. Who knows what you're going to gain out of, you know, being the PA the, the first or second or third time. You know, who are you going to talk to? What's the interaction going to be? Um, and again, that's one way that it could happen. Or you just connect with the right person. Or maybe you figure out a new way to do something. But that mental rehearsal in your mind, that, that focus, that uh, even creating your own narrative around it. This is what I'm going to expect. This is what I'm going to do. Even that declaring this thing, but then taking the steps that take you in that direction make a big difference too. So Billy Bob Thornton became really famous for Sling Blade. But Sling Blade started as a character, as, a, as a, basically a monologue, right, that he then turned into a one-man show, mm. that then he turned into a script, that then he turned into a movie that he won an Oscar for, and now he's one of the biggest movie stars and celebrated actors, rightfully so. He's right. incredible. But it started with him, and he didn't have a whole lot then. Like, when he was writing Carl, the lead character in Sling Blade, you know, what most people don't know about him is it was him and Tom Epperson, his writing partner, were living in a hotel, and he was working at a Shakey's pizza parlor. Mm. And coming back with, with enough money for them to split a, a happy meal from McDonald's. And, but yet they were writing yep. every day. And Billy Bob talks a lot about how he, as an actor, was always curious and watching other people. He's fascinated by people. And I've been blessed to meet and spend some time with Billy. He's fascinated by other people's behavior. Mm. So if you are an actor and you're super interested in acting. Yes, watching films is important. Watching films of actors that motivate you and inspire you, they are important. But do you know their backstory? Yeah, well do you, said. Do you, do you know Denzel's backstory? Or Sam Elliott's backstory? Robert Downey Jr.'s backstory? Do you know the ups and downs? Because I have found as an actor and filmmaker, what has helped me most 
is when I learn about the struggles of the people I look up to mm-hmm. and they, how they fought through and how right. they kept working. And they were acting when no one was paying them to act. They were writing when no one was paying them to write. You know, if you're talking to a young creative, you, and you're talking to a young creative person and they have a story inside of them, but they're afraid to tell it. Yeah, you got to start telling the story. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, if it comes to you telling that story to the chair next to you and nobody's sitting in it, do it. Right? <laughs> start having that conversation because part of what that does is one kind of figuring out where you want this thing to go right? Is it something where I want it to be a display for everybody? Is this something personal for myself, my friends, my family? You know, how big, where do you want this thing to go? But it's also creating the narrative inside of you. And when you're talking about the story, see, I love the story being the product, the thing that I'm going to create, my art, whatever it's going to be. But also we're talking about the, the, the personal narrative inside of you. Our thoughts become our feelings and our feelings become our behaviors and our behaviors become our actions. And as we're starting to create these new ways of being for ourselves, whether that is I'm going to be in the movie, I'm going to direct, I'm going to whatever the role is that you want to play, it's beginning to speak to yourself as if you're, begin, you're, you're already doing that thing, right? Because what is it, Ford that said, whether you believe you can or can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. And so lots of times we're, we're shutting ourselves down before we've even done the first thing, before we've even written the first line. I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. I remember specifically talking with a guy and he was talking about how he wanted to be, at the time it was newer, <laughs> forgive the age here, but TikTok. And he was talking about all these people who were doing certain things on TikTok and, and making all this money and, oh, what if I could do this? Or what if I could be an influencer? And I'm walking him through and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's dream big. Let's start doing this. And somewhere inside the conversation, he started to pull the thing apart. Well, what makes me different? I don't know if I can do this. I don't, And like, this thing that had this crescendo just fell off the cliff. And he talked himself out before he even talked to anybody else. And I remember sitting back and I'm like, what just happened there? Wow. Wow. You could have, could have done anything you wanted to. Put one video up there before you shut down your entire career or a dream that was there. Well, I have seen that so many times. I have, Nathan, I have seen that so many times with actors and, yeah. and directors. People quit before they get started. Wow. That's, you know, the thing about really trying to embrace creativity is I think we're all creative. Yeah. We all were. <laughs> At some time, we all were. And then we went to school. Yes. <laughs> then we had somebody say, no, that's not how you do it. It's this way. What do you mean? That's not how I do it. It's creativity. It's something. Yeah. It's adventure. It's dreaming big. It's playing pretend. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we stick rules on this stuff and say, no, this is how you do it. I love comedians. I, I just love them. I love that they, I love what they try to put out into the world. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's a courageous art form. I'm not a comedian, but I do love comedy. I do a lot of comedy, but I'm not a comedian. And one of the things that I love about them is how open they are to other people to give them beats of a joke. Joe Rogan talks about it, how a, a comic will come up and say, hey, that was a really funny joke, but if you put this button on it next time, it would really land. Right. And I, I don't know... Joe personally, I've met him a couple of times, but the honesty and openness he has to be at the height of where he is, yeah. to be open to someone else's creativity. I have found the longer I'm in this game, the more open I am to other people's ideas and creativity. Mm. The more I really embrace the fact, man, everyone, in fact, I, I, I have a saying, best idea wins. Now, it's sometimes difficult though when I'm managing a project, right? So I can find myself, if I'm producing, directing, and maybe starring in a movie, that, 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 right, that I'm also directing, and, and pressure's involved, 
I, I tend to get tunnel focused sometimes. I'm trying to get better at that. No, no, no. Be open. What if? Yeah. What if? Well, maybe, right. you know? Right. So when you're just starting out and you're, you're talking about the person saying, hey, sit, sit there and, and tell your story, one of the things I like to think about is how can you simplify whatever your surrounding is at that time? So for me, I'm on a movie. I got a whole lot going on. How do I simplify it so I can hear a good idea, mm. okay, or be creative? My question is, you are a 25-year-old young man, young woman. You're, you're in Wyoming. You have, no, you have no real creative friends. You have no real outlet outside of YouTube and watching films, but you really want to act and you really want to direct or you really want to produce, make content. And I can speak to things they can do. I, I can speak to that right. as, as an artist. But everything in their, the, the negative voice inside of their head keeps them from doing anything. So I, I, I say, hey, uh, memorize a, a monologue and film yourself doing a monologue. Mm -hmm. Write Write a one-page scene. Produce a 30-second commercial of you selling your favorite shampoo. So right. th these are things I can tell them to do. Right. But the negative voice in their head keeps telling them, you can't do this. So there's a couple things we can do. Uh, that voice, first of all, uh, you know, I'll even walk you through an exercise real quick if you want to do that. Love it. Okay. And so... First of all, let's let's try to lock in on what's one of the phrases that that thing would say to you. Um, you're not enough. I can't do it. Whatever that phrase is for you. You're no you actor. You're no writer. You're no director. There you go. Yeah. Right? That verse that pops up. As soon as you think about the good thing, that thing pops up. So let's, let's just do this for a moment. Wherever you are, just take a nice deep breath in. Just let that go. And all I want you to do is I want you to hear that like you would normally hear it. Take a moment. This time, I want you to hear that phrase really, really loud. Take a moment. This time, hear that phrase really, really quiet. This time, I want you to go really, really fast, say that phrase to you. Let me know, just go. And then almost like it's on rewind. That same phrase. And this time, imagine that same phrase coming from the most ridiculous cartoon character you can think of that speaks. Maybe it's SpongeBob <laughs> or Porky Pig. Abba, abba, abba. <laughs> you hear that same phrase coming from that character. Now take that same character and imagine that character is on the other side of the room. And then move that character way outside away from you. And notice that phrase more than likely starts to get a little ridiculous. Imagine that character even further away, so far away you can't even hear them. And then just let that character disappear. See, what's interesting about that is words have power and meaning when we give them power and meaning. And if you're no actor, you know, director or whatever, if that word actually means something to you, then yeah, we grab a hold of that thing. And sometimes, okay, now I feel it. Now I'm reacting to this word. But if it becomes ridiculous, if you can start to almost laugh at that old thing that you're hearing from yourself, you steal the power from it. Now, if that's the case, then we can flip that on its head. What if that phrase is, you are an actor. Mm. You're going to be great. You're extraordinary. 
And then you utilize the same technique we just did, but this time, instead of that, that voice becoming ridiculous and going further away, now all of a sudden you're building it up more and more powerful. You can imagine yourself like in a IMAX theater and that word, I am fantastic actor, I can do this, whatever it may be. Maybe that voice inside of you becomes the applaud and the, the, the congratulations from your family, your loved ones, whatever it is inside of you. But that becomes the dialogue that's happening inside of us. Because our thoughts create feelings, our feelings create behaviors, those behaviors become the way of being. And so if you're finding yourself stuck and you're not even sure how to make the first step towards this, first of all, change the conversation inside of you from I can't, I can't, this is impossible, whatever, to I can. And if I can, then if I was a reasonable person, if I stepped out of the situation for just a moment and looked at it and said, okay, wait a second, what if I took one step in the right direction, what would that be? Mm. Do I write the first page? Do I act out this scene in my own, in my house, in the living room? Do I get a couple friends together and let's go try something? But that voice, that little conversation, I want you to understand something. You're not your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have this uh, saying, I quote, uh, it's a quote I say to myself every day. I am the best gym clock in the world. That's it. I love me some me. That's it. I'm resilient. I'm tenacious. No one plays me better than me. And I am blessed and highly favored. And I say it every day. And notice that's not I'm above anybody else right. or I'm putting anybody else in order to do that. It's just simply that personal belief you begin to create inside of yourself. And once you have that, that's when you start taking that action. Because here's what I want you to get to. So many times we think we got to do the thing first before we feel it. Uh-uh. Begin to feel it. Begin to motivate. That motivation comes inside of you when you, all of a sudden you step out and start doing the thing. And then that feeling shows up from that. That's where the inspiration shows up. I yeah. think about the person that's going to the gym, right? Yeah. The sign outside, I remember years ago, it said 50% is showing up. Yes. Yeah. Walk in the door. Yeah. Lift one weight. Right. And the chances are you're going to lift another one. Right. Or maybe you'll do a little bit of this and that. And next thing you know, all of a sudden you're creating a habit just because you walked in the door. Most people won't even get out of their car. Right. Be the person that gets out and walks in the door. The great... Uh, acting coach, actor, director Jack Plotnick says, when when he thinks about, oh, I need to be a good actor, I need to be a great actor, he says to himself, I release and destroy my need to be an actor. Yeah. I'm just going to be me. Well, wait a second. No, I got to be the best that I can. I have to do, I have to appease the director. I got to be the best. I got to, I, I got to, I got to. Mm -mm. I release and destroy my need. I'm going to approach this as an improv. I'm going to honestly behave in this set of circumstance. Me as this character and this set of circumstances. So I've been mentoring a young actor named Jonathan Shores, and I'll give you an example. I met him about three years ago, and he says, I'm really interested in acting. He had auditioned maybe for a short film. I gave him two or three things to do. I told him, I said, you got to get on Actors Access. That's actorsaccess.com. That's where young actors go. That's where auditions are. I said, you got to get yourself some headshots, and you got to get yourself some footage. Start putting mm. yourself out there. And then he didn't have any tape. He didn't have anything to put on as a reel, right? He didn't have any. So my good friend Phil and I wrote and produced a couple of sketch comedy series, mm. okay? Just to get him some, some tape, just to get him. And I said, hey, I said, you want to come play in these sketch comedy series? I said, I wrote these, these funny things. And I said, uh, and he said, yes, yeah, absolutely. He doesn't know I'm doing it for that reason. He has no idea. I'm just, I'm just including him, and, and, he, and he says yes. And we have a bunch of fun. We shoot two different sketch comedy series. He is now traveling today to Florida 
to be a lead in his second film. He was just a lead in a film in June, and he's a lead in film today. And that all started with the first step. Mm -hmm. But I would tell him, I sent him Jack's book. I said, you got to read Jack's book. And I said, what's your actor prep every day? I said, don't, don't try to build the pyramid on day one. Learn how to move the brick. Just pick up the brick. You know, and so I think a lot of times when people they they put so much pressure on them themselves. If they say I'm an actor, that means I've got to be on TV. Right. If I'm an actor, I mean, or or this making it, this making it crap. What is making it? Mm -hmm. Like the great Morgan Freeman said. Someone said to him, "You're one of the greatest living actors," and he said, "I appreciate that, but that's not true." He goes, I, "There's a better actor than me working at a Starbucks in Minneapolis. Hmm. You just don't know who it is." And he was being honest and loving about it. He said, it's just someone that didn't get their break. Things didn't go the certain way they are. Or Jack Lemmon said, if I would have never become famous, I would have acted till the day I died. <laughs> or I would have went to prison. Like, he, he didn't know what he was going to do. Right. He would have acted, you know. Right. Don't confuse fame with creativity. If you, have a, if you are a creative person and you want to act, direct, write, or produce Fame is a result of lightning in a bottle. It has zero to do with any of that stuff. There's plenty of famous people who, most people don't know who Mark Strong is. Mark Strong is one of the greatest actors in the world. And usually only actors and filmmakers and people in the business know who Mark is. You, know, you would know him if you saw him. You'd know his face because he's mm. been in all kinds of stuff. But he's not as famous as Brad Pitt. Mm. But he's brilliant. Do your art. And Mark Strong, I'll leave you with this. Mark Strong said, one of his greatest quotes... He said, I used to think fame would lead me to better work. And then I learned good work leads me to more good work. So you just got to start putting in some work. If you want to be a writer, write a page, write a three-page short. It will lead you to the next thing. Just, just jump in and start with what you have in front of you. What can you do today? If you don't have an iPhone to tape yourself doing something, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. You can work on a monologue. You can create a one-man show. You can create a one-woman show in your bedroom. You can put up – I hear all these stories about young actors used to put their dolls yeah. around it, and, and that was their audience. Nothing can stop you from being a creative wonder if that is what God put inside of you. Mm -hmm. Nothing can stop mm -hmm. you. With that, thanks for listening to this episode of New Thoughts for Actors and Filmmakers. If you like what you're hearing, please remember to hit that subscribe button, connect with us at newthoughtsforactors.com, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll talk with you again soon.